The genesis of, of this book, uh, Organized Crime, was uh, I, I got a bunch of emails from uh, people who have read, been reading my articles for years, and, and they kept saying, uh, uh, you know, we read all your stuff about Lincoln, all these books, uh, and, uh, you know, why don't you write uh, a book, sort of like a economics and one lesson style book on all this other stuff you've written about. They sort of, you know, they, they get fascinated with one of your books, like my books on Lincoln. They do a web search and they find that I've been writing about antitrust regulation and banking and all these things for 30 years. And so, uh, so I said, yeah, it's about time to, to do something like that. And, and I had all these, um, web articles that go back maybe, uh, 25 years, uh, some of them. And, uh, and they've never been in print anywhere, just on the internet, uh, maybe 20 years. And so, uh, I rewrote all of these articles and I organized, uh, the book into, uh, 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 several sections, you know, the first one is coercion and regulation. So there's eight short chapters. There are 55 essays in it. Uh, the second one is politics and thieves. It's sort of redundant, but, uh, that's what, uh, I think Lou Rockwell actually chose that, that wording, politics and thieves. Centralization versus liberty. So I have some of what I think are sort of very clear, uh, articles that sort of state my case for, for decentralized government, states' rights, federalism, uh, why you should hate Lincoln and things, you know, that, that sort of thing. Uh, then money in the state. I've done, uh, some writing on money in the state. Uh, you know, I was, <clears throat> not to brag, but I was writing about the, uh, the, uh, dangers of, uh, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mae, uh, government sponsored enterprises in my first book in 1983. It was called Underground Government, the Off-Budget Public Sector. So, so I'm one of the few that's been writing about this stuff for decades. And, uh, and, uh, it didn't, you didn't have to be much of a genius to know that this was going to blow up in our face someday if you, if you understood what these institutions were like back then. And so I wrote a few short articles. I, you know, I've been writing, and I'd been writing about the Community Reinvestment Act for 20 some years. And, uh, uh, which was uh, a federal law that uh, uh, forced uh, mortgage bankers to make bad loans to unqualified borrowers by the trillions. And these are called subprime loans. And so, so, you know, if you have a credit rating of, say, 850, which is almost like as high as you can get, 850, I guess subprime would be 849, 848. That's, so the government gave us that word subprime. But, but of course, in reality, these are people with, with non-existent credit ratings. I don't think they go below 400. And so that, that's who these people are. And so, uh, and so I put some of these uh, articles I rewrote and, and put them in there. And the workers and unions. I've, uh, I've written several, uh, quite a few articles on workers and unions. I've always had an interest in labor economics. It was one of my fields in graduate school back when the dinosaurs roamed the earth. And, uh, and so I put, uh, you know, some articles there about, about unions, uh, and, and what unions are up to. And then truth and lies about markets. You know, that, that could be a whole big fat book. You know, bigger than man, economy, and state. That's truth and lies about markets, and so I had several essays on uh, on that in, in the final section. And uh, you know, for example, the, the truth about the robber barons, truth about the Sherman Antitrust Act, uh, the myth of natural monopoly, uh, and you know, sometimes you know, I, I question myself: am, am I am I being delusional about this? I mean, is it really, there really that many lies about uh, about? About uh, markets and governments, uh, well, no, not at all. We need to reveal much, much more, because uh, because of the nature of the economics profession. Um, Peter Klein just sent around uh, an article a couple of days ago that I blogged about uh, about sort of the latest 
the latest effort by a Fed economist. He wrote an article called uh, On the Instability of Private Money. And it's a mathematical article, and it's the same old routine. When, when I was in graduate school in the 70s, I was taught why, why this is a bogus form of analysis. It's called the nirvana fallacy. You, you whip up some theory of a perfect economic world, perfect competition or something like that, and then you look at the real world and, and, uh, and, you, and you discover, uh, you know, who would ever have thought that the real world is not the, the identical twin of nirvana. And so you condemn the real world, and then step two is to recommend perfect government intervention to correct the real world and make it perfect. And you would never ask any question about any possibility of imperfections in government. You just assume government will correct the market failure. So this is the latest uh, that I got from Peter that, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the, uh, inherent instability of private money. And it was, the author is a Fed economist, works for the Fed. So I blogged on, uh, I think that the blog I put was what, what do these publications have in common, and I made several of them up. Uh, uh, the first one was uh, on the inherent instability of Apple computer products by Bill Gates. And so, and so, and so, and so, and so for a, a, a Fed economist to write an article on the inherent instability of competing money, uh, it, it's just laughable. And of course, it's just one big blur of math that, no, that nobody can understand, and that's the game that is played. Uh, and, and, but, um, but this book, uh, I, I intended to be an antidote to that sort of thing. And it really, really aggravates the status in academe when books like this are written. You know, it's, it's got in the, not this one, but things like Economics in One Lesson. It's still out there in print, what, 60 years uh, in, in, the, in the running. It's online. It's everywhere. And so, you know, flashing that in front of one of these market failure theorists is like flashing a cross in front of Dracula because uh, their students read it. The students read it. The students suffer through these classes with the math and the graphs, and they don't learn anything. And then they read Mises Institute literature, and they understand economics, and their professors hate that. And so, <clears throat> and so that's the, the purpose of this book is to be sort of a primer on Austrian economics, Austrian political economy. And in the back of my mind, I had, in terms of the market for this, is I've given several speeches to uh, Ron Paul's Campaign for Liberty, and where well, there's like a 1,000 people or more, and, and the average age is very young. And I've met hundreds of these young people. I've given speeches to, to Campaign for Liberty groups in Florida and elsewhere, and they're just uh, eager and hungry to learn more about Austrian economics. And so I, I keep telling them whenever I come across them, not just to sell books uh, or promote myself, but as the purpose of this is if you've, if you've never run across this stuff, um, I consider this to be a pretty good primer for, for students like that or for anybody. And so, uh, so that's, that's the purpose of organized crime. And of course, that's a Rothbardian uh, uh, theme, isn't it? Or a government as organized crime. And, and I'm, I've been thinking more and more the way things are going, that the time is ripe for a whole book on government as a criminal enterprise. And so uh, and, uh, it wouldn't be hard to do that. Uh, the, the big challenge would be how to keep it down to a manageable length if you, if you, if you wrote that. And so, and so we're, we're just going to make sort of uh, overviews of these books here. And I think that's about all I'll say for now. And uh, Mark will give us our next speaker.